Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to season nine of the Parenting Aces podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Stone. And this week, I am talking with Colin McAtee, a former collegiate soccer player at the University of Michigan, who has developed a recruiting tool for prospective student athletes. His tool is called Productive Recruit, and it's a tool that can be used for pretty much any college sport. But in today's episode, Colin and I talk about how prospective student athletes can use Productive Recruit to help keep them organized during their college tennis recruiting process. Colin and I first, quote, met um, when he reached out to me several months ago about his app and what he was hoping to do. And he didn't know much about the tennis recruiting space. And so we talked about the other tools and services that are out there for junior tennis players wanting to play college tennis. And he has taken some of what we discussed and incorporated it into his app and made it so useful for tennis players. I I wish my son had had this um, when he was going through recruiting, but I think you'll find it to be a very clean and simple way for a prospective student athlete to stay organized throughout the recruiting process from start to finish. I want you to be sure to check the show notes at parentingaces.com because we will have a link to the Productive Recruit website. We'll also have links to Colin's contact information and social media accounts for those of you interested in pursuing this. And hopefully we're going to have a discount offer for you guys. Colin's working on making that happen. So be sure to check the show notes for information on a discount as well. For now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the Parenting Aces podcast. Good morning, Colin McAtee, and thank you so much for joining us on the Parenting Aces podcast. Morning, Lisa. Thanks for having me. So you're here to talk about a new app that has just hit the the marketplace called Productive Recruit. And it is a recruiting assistance tool for prospective student athletes who want to play college sports. And you have your own recruiting story. I would love for you to give our audience a little bit of your own recruiting background. Yeah, so I'm originally from San Diego, California. Um, So went to Torrey Pines High School, if anyone's familiar with that, randomly. But um, I started reaching out to college soccer coaches my uh, sophomore year. And I guess, yeah, so I played at the University of Michigan in the end of all this. Um, so I started reaching out to Division One coaches my sophomore year. 
um, was really pushing for Division One. Wasn't getting a ton of interest from them though, and I started going to camps because of that. Because showcases weren't really working out for me, where I some some of my teammates and stuff would just get more interest from just playing in showcases. Where for me, that didn't seem to be the case, at least for the schools I wanted to go to. So. I remember by the summer of my junior year, I went to like three or four camps that summer and two of them were Clemson and Michigan. And uh, the Clemson camp did not go as planned. I came in thinking that it was a really hot lead. I really thought it was going to work out, but it was South Carolina in the summer and it was 95 and humid and I did not perform very well. Not that anyone really could in that, that kind of temperature when you're running outside, but it was really difficult. I basically got told by the coach at the end of it that I wasn't good enough to play D1, which is a big punch in the gut, but it really motivated me. Uh, so I came back two weeks later to the Michigan camp, motivated to to prove I was good enough. Played really well, got MVP of that camp. And within a week or two, I had a offer from them and I made a verbal commitment. So it was the summer before my senior year. I was committed, and then I signed February of the next year. And so just to clarify for our audience, um, a verbal commitment is a non-binding agreement between a prospective student athlete and a college or university to play a sport for that school. But until the prospective student athlete has actually signed a national letter of intent, either party can back out of the verbal agreement. So I just want to make that clear. For tennis, the first date to sign an NLI, a National Letter of Intent, is in November. So there are a lot of families out there that kind of get all panicked um, because they start hearing about these players who have committed to this school or that school in the summer or even, you know, at the beginning of the school year. But until that national letter of intent is signed November of the student athlete senior year of high school, it is a non-binding agreement if it's just verbal. So, okay, Colin, sorry to interrupt, but um, I just wanted to clarify that for those that, that aren't familiar with the terminology. Yeah, definitely. No, thank you for doing so. Sure. Yeah, no, it's very important to realize that. Um, exactly what you said, because there's, there's definitely people that, that worry about that. So they keep their options open, which, which is good. I think, um, it's never bad to keep your options open. If you only have a verbal commitment and you don't feel very confident that in the school, or maybe that the way the coaches led you on, you still don't feel great about it. So if you feel on edge, like don't think the recruiting process is over, but also it's, it's not a good look to commit to a school and then two weeks later, say, never mind, and commit to another school. So kind of shows something about your character and coaches will talk about that. So while I do like advocate for the recruit and that you need to take care of yourself, you also need to try to like be fair to the coaches too. For sure. For sure. So you committed at Michigan and it sounds like you had a great experience there. Um, University of Michigan is a great academic school. I don't know much about their soccer, but their tennis programs on both the men's and the women's sides are really, really high quality, great coaching and great players there. Um, So congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. No, the tennis team was definitely really good. So when I was there, um, 
Evan King, who I think is now playing pro, was a year older than me, so it was really cool um, to know that. And the soccer program at the time was still growing. It's still relatively new. It only started in 2000. So um, we had just hired a new coach my sophomore year. So the guy that recruited me actually wasn't there after my freshman year, but that ended up working out really well. And he has the program doing like super well now. So um, that's fantastic. Yeah. And Evan King is, he's just a great young man. Um, I don't know how young he is anymore. <laughs> he's, I guess I can still call him a young man. He's still in his twenties, but um, yeah, he's, he's done some great things in tennis and for tennis, not just as a player, but as an advocate. So um, really cool that, that y'all were there at the same time. And so what was your major at Michigan? What led you to create an app? Oh, yeah. I actually have a really non-traditional path to that. So I was an economics major. I thought I was going to, well, I'll get to it. But so like I was thinking of going into business types jobs. So I was, I did like some internship projects as like a consultant, consulting, like a student consulting group. And then I also interned for a, um, recruiting company called Scott Force that was in Ann Arbor at the time. So that actually kind of helped gauge my interest of working in like the sports tech space and recruiting. Um, but then I got a job out of college at a like healthcare consulting job. So just a true like business job traveling Monday through Thursday, work at home on Fridays. Um, but in that, in my free time, I had kind of got into teaching myself to code like a year before. So like right when I graduated, I started learning how to code. I don't know. I don't remember how I got into it. I think I saw an ad for some online coding school or something, but then um, I just started building stuff and taking free online courses. And then by, I was about a year into that job almost. And I started, I actually applied to a, a boot camp, which is kind of a, it's a, pretty standard way that people who aren't traditionally computer science majors get into software engineering jobs, or you can even do it right out of high school if you want. And so that was like a six month program that taught me a lot, but not everything I know and helped me get my first job as a developer. So I got that three years ago. Um, And now I've been a professional developer for three years. So um, I'm only getting better at it. And it's, What's really cool is I'm able to then not only like start and run a product company, but I can build it all on my own. So um, it makes me super agile. I can edit things really quickly, make updates really quickly. I don't have to answer to like a a third-party developer team like some other recruiting companies do. So that part's really cool, and it's kind of like just helps me continue to learn and get better at what I do, but also it's something that I'm really passionate about because it's, I own it and I get to make all the decisions. So, and that's something that's important to me that mm-hmm. obviously you don't get in the day job while I, I do like doing it for work too. It's just, it's really nice to have the freedom. Right. So let's get into the nuts and bolts of the productive recruit app and why you thought it was necessary to create something like this. Yeah. So um, the recruiting like technology space is kind of felt kind of bland to me. So you have like NCSA, uh, Captain U, and I mean, there's tons of them now, but I'm just thinking of two of the 
oldest, biggest ones. I don't like cats and use Aspather anymore, but let's just talk about like NCSA, for example. They're mainly just, you know, try to get you in free to make a profile. Then they're going to call you religiously until you they try to get you to sign up for their 2000 a year plan or something like that. And um, they just kind of like advocate for you, spam coaches, doing things that coaches don't like basically, but um, you don't have to do any work theoretically. What I don't like about that is I really think that I know that coaches want to hear from the athlete. They want to engage with the athlete. They don't want to engage with just the parents. They don't want to engage with a third party company. They want to get to know the athlete's personality. That's like a huge part of the process. It's not just, can you play? It's like, do you fit into our culture? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to build a tool that empowers the athlete to make their recruiting process easier, make it hopefully quicker, make it less stressful because you have all this data and this tool where you can organize everything in one place. And that is what Productive Recruit helps you do. It helps you organize all your recruiting communication in one place so that you'll have a, a timeline of all the conversations you had with that school on one page. So, and then if you have another school you're talking to, it'll be organized there. So you don't have to search your email inbox for all these different conversations. You'll, you know, where everything is, which kind of puts you at ease. And there's some, also there's some really cool tools tied to it, like college coach search, where you can search for every college tennis coach. Um, and I keep that in sync by updating it every week or so um, with the service I use for that. So that's really good. If there's coaching changes, you don't have to uh, worry. I'll keep that up to date. Um, and that, that that's kind of like the the part that I know as a recruit that would have been so useful for me is like, while you can find information online, usually it's a lot nicer to have a tool where you can kind of just get going and you can start sending personalized emails right away and you can kind of scale it because you have it all right there. And it doesn't feel so daunting and so stressful to to reach out to 10 schools a day, you can probably do it in half the time. Um, and then in addition to like those communication tools, you can also create a beautiful online profile um, and do things like keep track of different tasks you want to do with the school. Maybe you want to remind yourself to call them in a few days or email them. And then you have an inbox in the app where you can see either emails coaches have sent you or see uh, tasks that you have not completed yet. Right. So, I mean, literally productive recruit puts the recruiting process in the hands of the prospective student athlete. And I have been a big proponent of letting the student athlete drive the recruiting process. I think it is hugely important, not just for, you know, the idea that then the student athlete owns their decision of, you know, where they choose to play their college tennis or in your case, college soccer, but also the skills that they learn along the way, things like having conversations with adults in positions of power, um, you know, time management, um, follow through, um, salesmanship. I mean, learning to market yourself as a prospective student mm-hmm. athlete. All these things are such valuable skills that they can then take into their adult lives. Um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, very much in favor 
of letting the student athletes take charge of this process. And Productive Recruit just gives them one more tool to help them stay organized, to give them reminders, um, and, and really outlines, it seems, the process for them. I mean, your website is, you know, easy. Um, you had mentioned earlier uh, to me offline that your website even has a little video so people can look and, and mm-hmm. see, you know, exactly what the app looks like. Um, and we'll have a link to that website in the show notes. So for my listeners, don't worry, we'll have that for you just to click on. But Colin, can you take us through the process? So if someone decides to download your app, what is step one, step two, step three, et cetera? Um, yeah, so um, one, I just want to note what you said is really good and I'm glad you brought that up that, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's such like a good learning experience. Like when you're, when, when your future um, student athletes are applying for, for jobs, this process of basically, it's essentially like trying to get a job, getting a spot on the college team. So that, that, is going to pay off. Um, but as far as the app itself, um, one, I want to note that it, you will be able to use it really well on your phone, but it's not something you'll download from the app store. It's actually simply just something you can sign up for from the website and access anywhere on the web. Um, but I will have instructions on how you can download that to your home screen and use it like a mobile app here. Um, but you would go to productiverecruit.com, um, sign up right now. I have, a promo for $50 off the lifetime plan if you sign up before July 31st. Um, and that means you basically just get it forever or basically until you graduate because obviously you're probably not going to use it after that. But um, So that's a really good deal. Or you can pay $29 month to month. Um, so you, you sign up from the website. And then um, the first thing I'd recommend doing is, um, you know, finding the college coaches you want to engage with starting the process with them so when you're searching with the college coach search tool you will be able to click start process which creates a new page for you that i kind of mentioned earlier where you can see all the the communication and activities you've engaged with with that school as well as make tasks with them um log notes log call notes so if you're on a call with the coach or after the call you can mark notes for that so that you can remember what was talked about any important things discussed, like maybe it was a serious discussion saying like what scholarship amount they're offering you and you want to you know, not forget that. So you write it down there. So that's the main workflow. And then you're also going to want to make your online profile. Um, but you don't have to like if you have a profile, either your own personal one or, you know, made one from another company and you like that one better. Um, it doesn't really matter to me. I think our profile looks great. But if you want to use a different one go for it. And you're just going to obviously want to include that when you email coaches. So, um, yeah. And and another thing to touch on that I haven't yet is all the emails that you send are sent directly from you. There's not, they're plain text emails. There's not branding or marketing or anything that's related to productive recruit. It's going to be truly sent from you and your athlete and not anyone else. And we don't allow you to send mass emails to multiple schools at once because coaches hate that and they're most likely going to delete it if they see it. They want to know from you. So we try to make it so that you can only send personalized emails to coaches. 
And and one mistake that you and I both have heard about multiple times is where a prospective student athlete copies and pastes an email and sends it to multiple coaches and forgets to change the name of the school in the body of the email or forgets to change the name of the coach in the body of the email. That is a big red flag to coaches. And I just want to put that out for those of you listening to make sure that you proof each email before you hit send. Even if you're doing it through Productive Recruit, um, you want to make sure that you have the proper coach name and the proper school name in the body of the email. Yep. Um, I actually saw a tweet from, and it was an athlete responding or just like trying to get, so there's this college shocker like advice account on Twitter and they, a parent responded saying their athlete accidentally did this where they sent emails to multiple schools and forgot to change the name. And they're like, what can we do? And it's not a lot you can do to fix it, obviously, but um, basically the coach is going to know then that you weren't taking the time to, you know, be personal or that's what they're going to think, right? Because right. you didn't take the time to get the, the name right. So, Right. But that said, I think a coach would appreciate a PSA admitting the mistake mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. attempting mm-hmm. to correct it. So rather than just ignore it and hope the coach doesn't pay attention. I agree. Yeah. If you do it, own up to it and just be like, I'm so sorry. I you know, was emailing, just be, yeah, just basically be straight up honest about it. There's no reason to lie or just even try to hide anything about it. Just, they're going to think that's so much more mature than ignoring it altogether. Right. Right. Okay. So, so we're into the, the app. We've set up a list of schools that we're interested in. We've gotten the coach email addresses. We've started our communication with the coaches what happens from there? Um, yeah, no, good question. You mainly keep going. So it's it's kind of a, I think of the recruiting process as a, it's like a job. It, it sucks to hear, but it is like, so when you, you can't just, and I, I know that some people do this, they kind of just send like one email to a school and then they never hear back and then they go, oh, never mind. I'm, I guess we're done. That is the worst thing you can do. Do not do that. If you reach out to a coach and they don't respond, give it some time, but, you know, keep reaching out, keep giving them updates. If it's, so there's two scenarios. There's a case where they can't respond yet due to NCAA rules or other conference rules, depending what school it is. And if they can't respond, anytime you have an important update, like, you know, you got a better SAT score or you are playing in some showcase that you want them to watch you at, let them know. Send them a short email. Keep the e- Always keep the email short and concise. They don't have time to read some manifesto or three-paragraph email. Trust me, keep it short and concise. They're much more likely to read it. Um, and then there's the case where they can respond. And the cool thing about Productive Recruit is you can see if a coach has opened it. So it gives you a little more data and insight into, like, did the coach even take the time to read it? Maybe got lost in their inbox uh, some of these coaches get hundreds of emails a day, so likely they're not going to read it or are going to forget to respond. So I like to call it follow-up hustle, but you basically need to keep following up. So you can set a task to remind yourself to follow up with the coach in a week or a month. Uh, definitely don't want to email them multiple times a day or anything, but you know, a few times a month is, or even like depending on what it's about or the time crutch, even a few times a week could be okay. Um, 
and you keep emailing them saying like, you know, I'm still interested just following up on my last email. Um, I'm going to be at that showcase this weekend. Hope you can watch me. Um, that's just an example. But if you, if you don't keep emailing them, they're going to forget about you. And right. especially if they haven't read that first email, they're not even going to know who you are. So don't be scared that they're going to be annoyed. If they're annoyed, they're going to tell you if they can, if they can respond, they're going to be like, they're not going to probably mean they're probably just going to be like, you know, I'm actually not interested in recruiting you. Thanks for reaching out. I appreciate it. Um, you know, you can come to our camp and I'm going to have other schools watching if you want to, you know, come and get recruited there. But most coaches are mature people. They're adults. So they're not, they're going to be honest with you if they're a good person and they're going to tell you if they're not interested or they are interested. Um, right. If they totally forget to respond like five or six times and you want to give up at that point, I understand it. But if you don't, if you only give them one chance, I don't think that you're doing yourself justice. Exactly. And just FYI, the NCAA quiet period has been extended through the end of August now. And, um, mm-hmm. and with what's going on with COVID-19 and junior competition for tennis, um, one of the emails you might want to send to a coach you're interested in is to tell them the things that you did during the stay at home orders in order to stay fit, stay ready to compete. Maybe you worked on your mental, the mental side of your game. Maybe you, um, you know, set a challenge for yourself and followed through on that challenge, whatever it is. But coaches are interested in hearing those types of things. They want to know that you're passionate about the sport, that you're excited to play in college, and they want to understand what kind of teammate you're going to be. Will will you fit into the culture of the team that the coach has set? Um, and all of these are things that you can email just a short two or three sentences, you know, just wanted to let you know what I'm up to. Um, or if you, like Colin said, if you're going to a showcase or a tournament, or even if you're playing just some practice matches because you don't feel comfortable traveling right now to tournaments, you can let them know that as well. It's all valuable information and coaches want that information if they are considering you for a spot on their team. Exactly. And right now, coaches have more time than ever to respond to emails. I mean, there's in a lot of cases, we talked offline about how, you know, some tennis programs are suffering right now. There's coaches that are furloughed. There's coaches that are doing nothing and have time all the time of day to email you. So it's definitely a weird time. And if there's one thing you can do, it's you can't obviously get recruited in person, but you can still contact them. Um, so yeah, and keep say, them yeah. updated on what yeah. you're doing. Let mm-hmm. them know what yeah. your school situation is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were um, having to study online because of COVID-19, let them know that what you did. Um, if you were able to take an SAT or ACT before the test dates were cut off for the summer, mm-hmm. you know, make sure they have your scores, make sure they have your updated GPA. These things are all very important. Yeah, I agree. And you can even get creative with like, it's hard to get a true match, like highlight video right now, but maybe you can um, film yourself training or, or working out or running or just like make a little montage. Just get. I've seen some kids in the soccer com- community get creative on Twitter with little videos of them working out. So. Um, I mean, I think you could really take advantage of that. Coaches love seeing that. Like, utilize social media and email to your advantage. Mm-hmm. 
And, and speaking of social media, I, it goes without saying, I hope by now, but clean up your social media before mm-hmm. you start reaching out to coaches. Um, the last thing you want is for them to start following you and seeing things that you wouldn't be so proud for them to see. Yep, could not agree more. Uh, I recommend that you make, if you have like a burner account or something you've been using that has stuff you're not proud of, make a new professional account or delete that one or, or yeah, basically find a way to clean it up so that you're showing yourself professionally. Um, you definitely do not want that baggage and coaches definitely do not recruit players over stuff like that all the time. Right. And, and they were send offers over stuff that they see on social media. Mm-hmm. We've heard lots of stories. So um, be really careful with your social media. Colin, what else can the app do? Um, and let's get into the nuts and bolts of how folks get the app, how they sign up and, and all of that. Yeah. So, so the main features are kind of what I went over the search, um, the recruiting process management, which is the, the view to stream, see all the information, all your activities from emails, task notes with the school. That's kind of like the bread and butter. That's the most important feature is those two kind of working together as a workflow and then the the third part of that is the inbox. So if you get a new email from a coach you've been talking to on the app, um, it'll come up in there or a task that you haven't been completed. So you have an unread notification that you can, can see that you have, so you can make sure you're up to date. And then the other core features are your online profile. Um, and what's and included in that? What's included? Yes. Oh, every- in the profile. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So in that, you can um, add all your academic information like test scores and high school and GPA and stuff like that. Um, And then all your uh, athletic stuff. So, for example, your, um, you know, height, weight, I guess in Tennessee, you don't have position, but maybe you have singles or or doubles. Um, The high score team you play for. Um, any additional training you do, you can add a little like paragraph on additional training you do, uh, videos, references. So your coaches that you might want college coaches to talk to accolades. So getting like first team, all league and high school or stuff like that. And then all your contact information is also okay. there. And so in tennis, most junior players here in the U S use tennisrecruiting.net for their profile. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could basically copy and paste that information into the app. So it's there and easy to link to any emails they send out. Right. Yeah. They can actually, like, I really don't like the profile is there for, I mean, I, it looks really good and works well, but it's not the main feature of productive recruit. Um, it's there because I know some people won't have another one already, but if you really like your, your tennis recruiting one, you can still just, you know, you have your link to your profile. If you're sending an email, you can just link it. Um, I have no problem with that. You don't even have to use your productive recruit one if you don't want. Um, I really don't think that's like the value of using it. Um, mm-hmm. If you've noticed, I mean, most of the profile creators are like free, just like services that other companies provide. It's like mm-hmm. always their free plan, like sign up, but all you get is the profile. So um, I don't have that plan, but I do think the profile is important. So in the case that you don't have one or you want, you like how the productive recruit one looks, yeah, please use it. And then 
Um, and a, a cool feature that it has that other apps don't is you can download it as a PDF. So your link will have a download button. And so you can either download it or the coach can. But if you want to download it and bring it to showcases, stuff like that, it's it's useful to hand out. Perfect. I love that idea. Um, and so, you know, once you go through this process, you've either created a profile or using one you have on another uh, platform and you've got your list of schools, you've started emailing, you're keeping track of your tasks and making sure that you're following up with the coaches uh, on a regular basis and for sure responding if they answered the emails you've sent out. Um, once you get down to, let's say, the nitty gritty, you've narrowed your list down to, let's say, five or eight schools is there something toward the end of the recruiting process that changes or is, is it different for every prospective student athlete? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, everyone's case is going to be different, but uh, when you get down to those final schools, you might want to just clean up your account, delete all the other, or mark all the other, uh, schools you're talking to as like bad leads or these are going to be a status a way for you to mark like the how the recruiting process is going for every college you're talking to so you can keep track of it that way um, and then yeah I'd say like it'd be great mentally to just focus on those schools that you're so interested in that they're still interested in you and I, I mean my philosophy is just keep chugging away I mean you want to you want to keep engaging them. You want to fight till the end to earn that commitment, earn that roster spot. Um, so, and a lot of times that is at the end, like they've, if they've already scouted you, they've already seen you play and they know that you're good enough. Sometimes at the end, it's figuring out the scholarship offer or the, you know, just some sort of offer in general. And that might take a few phone calls or a lot of emails, but you gotta, you gotta keep doing it until it's done. And then you're going to be so relieved. So I think that's pretty much the same for most sports. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, right now it's tricky because typically you would do all that during an official visit, but we don't know if official visits are going to happen this year. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know if college campuses are going to be open. And if they are open, are they going to allow prospective student athletes to come on campus for a visit? So um, the recruiting process is really fluid right now. <laughs> it's in flux. And I urge the PSAs out there and the parents out there to really stay on top of NCAA rule changes um, for each school that your child is interested in, making sure that you're on top of what their individual rules are, um, you know, as, as they decide what, what they're going to allow and not allow and really keep track of all that. And that's another way that perspective, or excuse me, that um, productive recruit can come in handy is as you get that information from each school, you can make a note in the app and it's, it'll make it a little bit easier to keep tabs on what's going on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Colin. Well, this sounds so awesome. I wish it had been around when my son was going through recruiting. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't even want to tell you what his workflow looked like. And <laughs> he did a great job. But I mean, it was it was tedious. And it was a little messy, you know, just in terms of format. Um, so it's nice to have a tool out there available. 
if people want to get the Productive Recruit app and service, um, what do they do? Yeah, so you're going to go to ProductiveRecruit.com. You can click Get Started, um, and it will take you to the page to sign up. Um, if you have any questions, please um, email me. It's Colin, C-O-L-I-N, at ProductiveRecruit.com. Um, and I'm happy to help out answer any questions. Um, and then also, I mean, the sign-up process is really simple. Just sign up from the website. If you want to connect with me, you can connect with me on Twitter as well. If you search for Colin McAtee on Twitter, um, I like to tweet about recruiting advice. So I like to connect with different, different athletes from different sports and coaches. So please find me on there. Fantastic. And we'll have all those links, as I mentioned before, in the show notes. So make sure to check those out on parentingaces.com. Colin, thank you so much. And I'm really happy that the app is now up and running. And I wish you all the success. And as updates come up, let us know and uh, we'll get you back on the show. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Lisa. And to my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast for tennis parents by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at parentingaces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.